0: It's the Asian Boxing Podcast. Scott and Colin, we are back. Scott, I was away for a while. I had work. I got sick. Just a bunch of stuff happened. But Scott, with his patience, I appreciate it. Um, Scott, how are you today?
1: I'm not too bad. You run away. And yourself? Hopefully, you're feeling better.
0: I'm feeling better. Uh, I have a day off today, so I'm ready to record. And I'm ready to talk boxing. I'm super, super ready to talk boxing. But yeah, Scott, thank you for hanging tight. You were in the corner just uh, waiting for me to return. So uh, now I'm back and I'm ready. And the bell is rung. And we're ready to get into things. Remember, it's Asianboxing.info, the website that has it all. And boy, is this a huge weekend. Um, We have the monster Making his top rank debut, his official top rank debut. And it, it's going to be a, a huge event, I think, uh, just for Naoya Inoue to expose himself to maybe the average fan who hasn't seen the monster in action.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity for um, Inoue to perhaps break through to an audience that isn't too familiar with him, although. Um, it's kind of hard to now defend boxing fans for not being at least a little bit aware the dinner fight was brilliant and that was shown everywhere um, his knockout against Peano has been reported on Twitter so many times his fight with McDonald was pretty well known over here it's kind of hard now to defend fight fans for not knowing who he is but fantastic opportunity for him to break through into perhaps a more, more mainstream audience in the US
0: And you know how fight fans are. I mean, some of them are so stubborn. Uh, It's, I only watch heavyweights, or I'm only going to watch, you know, the huge pay-per-view star, the, the Oscar De La Hoya, the Floyd Mayweather. So we know how they are, but you can't deny the power. You can't deny the excitement of Inoue, who gets in there and just finishes and takes care of business in a couple of rounds.
1: Yeah, there's fans that want to watch the big things. They tend to want to watch knockouts. And anyways there's a knockout artist in Giant Walls is scoring uh, some brutal finishes.
0: Scott, you, I think, were at least the first, Yeah, maybe in Japan it was reported uh, earlier, but you reported uh, Inoue's salary, or what he's going to get, his purse for this fight.
1: Yeah, so Heidi Yukio confirmed that Inoue you know, wouldn't be taking a pay cut. And being paid a cool $1 million for the fight.
0: That's a huge purse for a smaller fighter. Do you know who the last guy who was kind of at this size, at, at a Bantamweight size, who was the last guy to make a million dollars in a fight?
1: Really don't know. It's not something I tend to follow up on. It's not really published in Japan where you see most of the bouts at this level. Uh, somebody did say Maruti Mitholana, but I, I'm unsure on that actually being true um but yeah it's it's a huge burst at this weight especially given that we're in a pandemic it's not on per view it's not even on per view in japan um so yeah huge sums of money brilliant for the band weight division
0: i guess it just shows the trust and the belief that top rank has in in he's still young only 27 so they know that they can capitalize on him in the future uh, what's your prediction for the fight, Scott?
1: I think Maloney will be brave. I think it'll be tough. I think he might have some success and then be taken out in round six or seven.
0: Wow, you uh, you have more belief than me in Maloney. I, I really think it's going to be like a three-two-three three round fight. Uh, Maloney's strong though. You're right. So it might go six or seven. But um, and always just gosh, he's such a good finisher. Although. He has had a little bit of a layoff, obviously with the injury, and then of course the pandemic. So maybe he takes some time to warm up and, and gets a couple of rounds in.
1: Yeah, I think there will be a case of getting in there, getting down to it. I think Maloney's tough, as uh, previously mentioned. I think Ineo will perhaps just want to just want to enjoy the situation a bit. Um, his Las Vegas debut, his second bout on U.S. soil. I think he's going to enjoy it and suck up a little bit longer. What we've seen from Japanese fighters in the past, such as Shinsuke Yamanaka and <laughs> Takashi Uchiyama, is they did drag things out for advertisers, um, as bad as that sounds. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this goes a little bit longer with you know maybe carrying only a tiny
0: bit. I just I, I, don't see Inoue as the one to drag it out for the advertisers. He likes to put them away, but we'll see. Now, in no way, after this, if he does get the win, if he does do it in spectacular fashion, uh, when do you think he fights again, and who is his opponent?
1: I'm going to guess around May next year, um, during what is usually a pretty busy period for Japanese uh, boxing, and Catamera is their number one target, so I think there'll be a a nice big offer to get that belt over, in. Satama is one of the... First really big bouts um, for Japanese boxing next year.
0: And hopefully, there can be fans in the stands. It won't be the bubble. And they can get it done. No one has to take a pay cut. Everyone's happy. And the fight fans get what they want. Noe Casimero. Uh, it's going to be a slugfest. Uh, also on this card, though, we have another person. Another fighter in the stable. The Ohashi Stable. One of my favorites and up and coming youngsters, Andy Hiraoka. He's on the card, undercard, but still, he's making a name for himself as well.
1: He is. He's a fantastic young fighter who's come um, very, very much under the radar. He's 140 pounds. He beat Akihira Kondo quite recently. He's a really big guy for a Japanese fighter. Um, very easy on the eye. Very nice, um, athletic fighter. He's up against Ricky Edwards, who's an American, has a 12-and-4 record. Should ask questions of Hirooka, but not ask enough to win. I think, I think we'll see Hirooka win this year, by quite a, quite a wide decision.
0: You mentioned Hirooka, good height, 5'11", um, at 140. D- do you think he has the tools to possibly challenge? Eventually, I mean, uh, this is down the line, but challenge for a world title.
1: I think he's got the physical and um, athletic ability to do that. I just don't think he's ever going to be technically good enough. Even now, he still looks a little bit awkward, and it's not like he's you know, a, a boxing baby. He's been in the sport for about 60 years as a professional. He's got the tools to go far. I think world class is probably a bit
0: too far. So October 31st, November 1st in Japan, but uh, over here at least in the States and – Everywhere else, Halloween is—is is Halloween still October thirty-first in England? This—this this is an ignorant question.
1: Yeah, Halloween is still October thirty-first here, uh, but this year, um, yeah, this year's a little bit different.
0: It's the same for us. No, no trick or treaters out at least here in in California.
1: No trick or treaters, no parties, no nothing.
0: But we get to watch boxing.
1: Just the night of watching the monks,
0: it's very fitting, right? The monster on Halloween and you get to eat your chocolate, Scott. So it's it's a win-win. I
1: get to eat chocolate every night.
0: Oh, Okay. So every night's Halloween for Scott. It's the Asian Boxing Podcast, AsianBoxing.info. Scott and Colin chilling with you as we get ready. It's Monster Week. Super excited for that. Um, but, Scott, there's a couple other big title fights coming up, including the lefty. Junto Nakatani, he's finally made this fight against Magramo.
1: So, yeah, this was announced um, kind of last week. <laughs> it was leaked onto one of the Japanese schedules a few days early, then deleted, and then re-put-up. Um, Junto Nakatani versus Gimo Magramo for the Dewey flyweight title. Originally, this spot was supposed to take place in spring. It then got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. I don't think we need to explain why it's been pushed back this time uh, due to coronavirus and then an inability for my grandma to get a visa due to the Japanese embassy in the Philippines being closed. Uh, But yeah, it's here now. Uh, It's just around the corner. Next Friday, it should be an absolute barn burner.
0: I'm excited because I've been following uh, Nakatani for a while. He comes over here to Los Angeles to train. He's just a a talented kid. Good height for that weight. But McGramo's super tough. Uh, This is a 50-50 fight for me, Scott.
1: Yeah, it's a really hard one to call. I think Nakatani is um, physically the better fighter. But McGramo is such a a heavy-handed guy. He's such a fluid fighter. He's very aggressive. Um, I'd go as far as it's pretty a step up for both guys, and
0: I like those sorts of fights. Put two talented fighters in with each other, you're, you're going to see something special. That's what boxing needs. We don't need to see one-sided contests. And I think for Nakatani, uh, you're right. Technically, I think he's better, but Magramo being heavy-handed is, is dangerous, so we might... It's going to be an acid test for Nakatani. We'll see. Can his chin hold up? And we'll see if he Really is that special talent that we all think he is.
1: Yeah, on that card as well is Juki Tatsuyoshi, whose father's
0: the legendary Joy Shiro Tatsuyoshi. So
1: if you can tune into this card, you're guaranteed at least two
0: really, really interesting fights. Prediction for this fight, Scott?
1: I'm gonna go with Nakatani decision. I think he's gonna play it safe. He's gonna really, <laughs> he's gonna test my grandma's power and get on the back foot and just jab, jab,
0: jab straight jump. That doesn't sound fun. It doesn't, but it's unfair. What are your prediction for that one? You know what? I see this as a a technical knockout from Nakatani in 9 or 10, I think. Uh, you're right. I think he's going to box early on, but eventually start to pick McGromo apart. Mgromo, again, really, really heavy-handed, so he has to watch out. 20 knockouts on uh, Mgromo's ledger, um, but Again, Nakatani has the length, he has the reach, he has the height, and eventually he's going to get to his man. Another title fight also coming up. This one will be just a little bit before the Nakatani fight. Hiroto Kiyoguchi, back in the ring, against a tough tie fighter.
1: Yeah, he's up against a really young tie fighter in Sak Simsri, a 20-year-old um, puncher, Doug Shri 2 He's from the same area in Thailand as the original Shisaket, a region called Asisaket. I wonder where they came up with uh, Saket's moniker. (laughs) He's got really good links in Japan. He's been over there for a while. Um, He's worked with the Green Suda gym in Osaka. So the environment won't be particularly alien to him. But he's up against Kayaguchi, who's one of the absolute best little men in the sport. Um... Yeah, this is a really, really tough first world title fight for the youngster, up against probably a, I want to say a better version of himself. Both guys can box up, both guys prefer going on the inside, both guys love letting the hands go, it's going to be a war, but one where I feel the champion's extra maturity will play a a key factor.
0: Kiyoguchi, it's been a while since he's been in there, I see him definitely coming out with a victory. Now, for Kiyoguchi, my question is, when are we going to see him with Kenshiro? Not before fans are a lot of venues, I don't think.
1: Um, interestingly, his fights recently have been on TBS, and one of the big sticking points for him versus Kenshiro is always the TV issue. But this fight is being streamed on Kai Gushi's on YouTube channel, suggesting that maybe the TV issue isn't going to be there going forward.
0: I didn't know he had a YouTube channel. So he has a, like, it's... It's his personal YouTube channel where he puts out content of him training, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, and it's got like 200,000 followers. It's been a really big talking point in Japan. Kenjiro's actually just set up one himself, which is him and his cat mostly. But yeah, this belt will be available free worldwide on YouTube, on Kaiguchi's own uh, YouTube channel on um, the 3rd of November.
0: That's what's really awesome. Now, with all this new media, uh, it's not just TV that we can focus on, but social media, and then, of course, YouTube, where a lot of things are streaming now, and who knows, that might become a future platform. Although, um, I don't know if uh, free is what boxing promoters like to hear, because they like to charge up the wazoo for us to watch our fights.
1: At least in the West. In fairness, in Japan, a lot of Boxing is on free-to-air TV in Tokyo. And there's been a lot of shows recently made completely free, including ones from Shinsai Gym, uh, Saruga Boys, and Hachioji Nakaya, who have all put free shows on YouTube. So I think we're seeing a lot of that from Japan. I think we're seeing a lot of that from Russia uh, and Thailand. So in the West, we as fans might be abused. In the East, yeah, they get tripped.
0: You were saying that there was a... Fan who was setting up a show, right? He was paying for a show that was going to be streamed soon.
1: Yeah, so the fan in question is known as Seki-chan. He runs a Japanese boxing directory. And he will be working alongside a promoter. um, I think it's Yasui Yakushiji to stream Yakushiji's show at the end of November uh, live on YouTube. He's bought the individual rights to every bout on the card, and we stream them for free on YouTube. Again, we fans of Eastern boxing have been tread so much at the moment. He said each fight costs about $70. So that's just amazing. He's bought the entire show, and they'll be live-streamed and then left for archiving on YouTube.
0: That's awesome. We we could definitely use more of that. Uh, But in the West, we see a lot of pay-per-view. That's what we get. We see that we get the pay-per-view. We have the subscriptions. We have to pay for our boxing. Not so much in the East. Although, Scott, you were saying that there is going to be a pay-per-view card in Japan, which is unusual.
1: Yeah. So In Japan, boxing tends to either be on free TV, online subscription via Boxing Res, which is a brilliant service. Everyone should give it a try. Or premium TV, such as um, G+. For some reason... There is a card on November 13th that's being streamed live on Twitcasting um, on pay-per-view basis for 5,000 yen, which is the equivalent of about $50. Now,
0: I understand that over there, uh, your big fights are on pay-per-view? Our big fights are mostly always on pay-per-view, although recently uh, we've had some of the bigger fights on ESPN, which is our, our big... Uh, television, sports television uh, channel here in the States, like the the Loma Lopez fight. That was free on ESPN, but that's an anomaly. Most of the time, the big fights are on pay-per-view. Well, the pay-per-view in Japan is a female national title fight. <laughs> Come again?
1: Yeah, it's a Japanese female featherweight title fight on pay-per-view.
0: Interesting. It's really interesting, and I, I I'm not knocking female fighters because they're great but the male fighters aren't ever usually on pay-per-view in japan right
1: yeah the last pay-per-view in japan that i can recall was actually done by the same promoter kawasaki nita and that was hikaru nishida versus kazuto atakisako and i was on a pay-per-view a very regional small pay-per-view provider yeah they're just not done over there very often there's no market for pay-per-view boxing and I don't see this being as all.
0: You know, back in the day, back, back, way back when here in the West or here in America, everything was live, right? Live TV on the big network. And I think that's just how it should be. If you want boxing to be a huge, big national sport, you need to have it accessible to everyone.
1: You need eyes on the product. When those eyes are on the product, then you can try charging us or you can charge advertisers. But if you took it away and hide it away from want, you, you've got no stars. You've shot yourself in the foot. you killed your audience. I don't understand the logic behind it. We don't understand the logic behind this pay-per-view card
0: either. I don't get pay-per-view. Maybe it's just to make everyone more money. But boxing is not in that position anymore where it can just try and – you know, take everyone's money right now. People are hurting and people just want to see their sports for free. And again, I go back to that Lopez Lomachenko fight. It was very successful here in the States. People watched it. It was right after college football, which is a huge sport over here. And, you know, Lopez is exciting. He's fun. So is Loma. and, And you got to see a young American fighter do well. So all in all, it was successful and it was accessible to most people.
1: You spread the spot by getting eyeballs on it, getting people watching. Um, interestingly, the Inui fight this weekend is going to be on pay TV in Japan uh, on Wow Wow uh, for the live broadcast. And you're kind of going, all right, yeah, fair enough. That's the same as the ESPN. But then on the very same day at prime time, it's going to be shown free to air in Japan.
0: We have the ESPN Plus, and that's what they're going to put it on over here. Um, so it's kind of, you're paying for that subscription. But honestly, four bucks a month is not that bad hopefully though when when Inoue does get that big fight against cosmero they can just put it on espn because then that would that would be huge that would be uh something well worth watching It's asian boxing the podcast we're not pay-per-view we're not behind any paywall you could just go to our website click on the play button you get to hear it right away it's scott and colin here on asianboxing.info now scott we had so many title fights to preview that I completely swept over this, but this is something that happened today so let's let's come back today to the present. Daigo Higa was back in the ring and he had a an opponent who had beaten him twice in the amateurs. this time it was a different result.
1: He's facing thiatssumi a a criminally overlooked um Japanese fighter who fight either bantamweight or super bantamweight. He started with the Watanabe gym. He's now at the Kadawebi gym. He's been given opportunities, and what a fight they had! It's not been shown on TV yet, but there was clips put up throughout the bout by fans, and they beat the snot of each other en route to a twelve, uh, a ten-round majority draw. Yeah, I think most people were expecting he get to just whitewash this guy, not realizing that Sutemi had beaten twice as an amateur and was a really good prospect himself really really good fight really competitive really well matched um unfortunately talking about tv it won't be aired until mid-november
0: come on japan you're better than that that's annoyed one of the promoters it's actually annoyed to me's promoter you still can't understand why it wasn't shown um live yeah maybe even if it's not gonna be live how about like a day after let's not wait a whole month after
1: in the end of the week, um, when Fuji TV do their shows, it's usually the following Saturday or Sunday, not four weeks later. Bizarre. Absolutely
0: bizarre. The Asian Boxing Podcast. Scott and Colin, Asianboxing.info. Scott, one more fight to preview before we say sayonara, and that is Takeshi Inoue. He's back in there, and gosh, I just love watching him fight. He's a tough son of a gun.
1: He is He's so much fun to watch. He's very aggressive. He, um, After losing to Yami Mungia last year, he has tried to smooth off some of the issues with his style. He's tried to work more behind his jab. Even with that, he's still quite rough around the edges. His opponent is a big, tough middleweight. It looks like a mismatch, but I think Inua will have to work hard to beat. And I'm going to butcher this guy's name. I think I said this weeks ago, Nath Noachukwu a Japanese fighter who I believe has Nigerian um ancestry. Yeah, this should be a really fun fight. I I know people are looking at it and go, oh, mismatch. No, it should be a it should be a very
0: competitive fight, surprisingly. Dude's super tough. And yeah, he gave Mungia all he could handle. So I I would like to see him uh back in there with someone of Mungia's class maybe again. Maybe one more time. Uh, I think he could give some Someone some trouble. Uh, Also on this card, Kazuto Takesako for that uh, Japanese middleweight title against Riku Kunimoto.
1: This is actually a mandatory defense for Takesako, who's held the title for about two years. He won his title on the last pay-per-view show in Japan. Um, Riku Kunimoto was a decent amateur. He's looked all right, but I think this is coming way too early for him. He is probably getting a shot more due to the fact there's not a lot of middleweights in Japan. He looks underdeveloped physically. He looks like he's really going to struggle with Tekisako's physicality and power.
0: And although I think he'll last a few rounds, I think he'll probably be taken out somewhere in the middle. Speaking of Japanese middleweights, before we let you go, Scott, Ryota Murata, when is he coming back?
1: Hopefully in December, but there's been no announcement on his future yet. I, i I'm guessing he'll return the same card that Kenshiro does. Uh, but it's guesswork at the moment as to, birth, uh, as to when pretty much anybody in Japan is fighting. Uh, crowds and TV and other issues need to be sorted out before you get a really big fight over there like that. When
0: I want to see him back in the ring. Obviously, he's not getting any younger. So we need to see a couple more fights from him before he retires.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of options out there that he could have. I know you wanted to fight Golovkin or Canelo this year. I think those ships have sailed. But it's fun fights out there, like Chris Eubank Jr. Or even Sergei Davuchenko would make a grip on And Charlo would make it for a fun fight. Uh, he's got an exciting style that should, should fingers crossed, mean that there's going to be opponents that want to go out there and fight. I mean, take a nice big Japanese pair there.
0: The Asian Boxing Podcast, Scott and Colin. Thank you again for joining us today. It's been a fun one, Scott, and I'm glad we got to finally make some time. It, we were like the Nakatani-Magramo fight. It was like, all right, we're going to do it. Oh, no, one minute. Oh, I got sick. Oh, I have work. And finally, we have scheduled it, and we have done it. So um, third time's a charm for us, Scott. Indeed. Again, thank you so much for listening to us, and we will talk to you next time.